Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. What if I told you it was all a lie? And right now, everything changes. It's time for the best wrestling show you're ever going to hear. Their stories, their passion, from the independence to the big time. We have it all. We are the most intense, in-your-face, break-it-down wrestling show you're ever going to hear. So are you ready? Because this ain't your mama's wrestling show. This is Reality Check Radio. And hello, folks. Welcome to another great episode of Reality Check Radio. I am your host, George Alonzo, and what a show we have here set for you today. Uh, Many, many news is coming uh, along the lines of Reality Check, which we will let you know about as well, about our status, uh, where we're going from now. We've hit a couple, you know, things on the road, but we came back just stronger as ever because we're just like a cockroach, like... Uh, you know how they say that the only the only thing that could survive a nuclear ba- blast is a cockroach. Well, we're a cockroach. No, we we survive anything. So basically, guys, of course, man, that's just a shame. <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm I, I'm kind of like uh, res- uh, I'm comparing us to a cockroach. Wow. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> Guys, let me go ahead and introduce you to my first, my family members here. Uh, first, starting off with ladies first, I'm talking about the one and the only, Christina, the, the now known as the Lollipop Queen. Yes, Lollipop Queen and her reign is still going strong. <laughs> There's only one last Lollipop Championship you have to conquer, and that was from last week when we had that discussion with Mr. Rose saying that uh, that he's going to be looking out for you to give you his lollipop. just But he did warn you. He did warn you saying that his lollipop is a, just a little bit more extreme. I'll, I mean, I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> I mean, bring it. I am afraid of no lollipops. I am the conqueror of all lollipops. <laughs> well, the queen of lollipops, of course, uh, Christina's with us here today, and of, and of course, I cannot forget the conscience of Reality Check Radio, but also the guy that for some reason loves pain and loves all this stuff that we all go through on a daily basis here on Reality Check, plus in the world of professional wrestling. I'm talking about no relation to Mick. I'm talking about Rick Foley. How are you doing, Rick? Good evening, George. Good evening, Christina. How are everybody doing tonight? Uh, I, I can't complain. I'm here freezing, man. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not really freezing. I'm just trying to pull Lorraine's leg. <laughs> well, it looks like uh, Christina is going to get her, her wish granted here in April as a, as a result, as it uh, pertains to one Mr. Rose. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Make sure you guys purchase your tickets that for that already. Lucha Fest 5 is already on sale. Uh, all you have to do is look up icwmiami.com, uh, and from there buy your tickets for Lucha Fest 5, uh, which already one of the names which we got a tease out of that poster uh, is Aldo Rose will be live in, in attendance for Lucha Fest 5. And uh, I can't really let out too much more information until Mr. Portuondo uh, gives me the okay. But basically, guys, that is an event that you do not want to miss. Make sure you purchase your tickets now for that event right now. Now, also, guys, tonight we have a major lineup uh, set up here for you tonight. Of course, I'm talking about our, our guests and I'm talking about our first one coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling and one half of the Killer Elite squad alongside Davey Boy Smith. He was former WWE star. He was former TNA star. And he's going to be coming right here. I'm talking about Lance Hoyt. Yep, you heard it right. Lance Hoyt will be on the program a little later today, and I cannot wait to speak with him because I'm a huge fan of Japanese professional wrestling. And... Uh, that should be a back burner. Now, before we continue talking about tonight's show, guys, we got hit by one of the biggest bombshells in pro wrestling history today. And that is, if you haven't heard already, ESPN has announced Kurt Angle will be headlining the 2017 Hall of Fame class. That That's just surreal. What's your opinion on that, Christina? I am very excited. Kurt Angle is one of my absolute favorites of all time. Um, I, you know, just to see his name anywhere considered next to WWE is fantastic. I feel like the timing is really funny of them announcing it with, you know, maybe giving it a little bit of buzz uh, going into the Royal Rumble. Like, will he show up? Won't he? Uh, but either way, if he shows up or not, we will see him during WrestleMania weekend for the Hall of Fame. So I'm sure fans are all rejoicing at the fact that we get to see Kurt Angle and the WWE together once again. And, and Rick, what's your take? Because again, you, with of course Little CM Punk being a huge fan of professional wrestling, you growing up with professional wrestling in your family, man, it, it, did this bring back memories of, of just saying Kurt Angle in the WWE again? Oh, absolutely. Iconic. You hear, all you hear is you hear that entrance music of his and just you hear that pop. You know, obviously the, the Olympian wrestling with a broken neck, tumultuous career, inside and outside of the ring, it's, it's absolutely well-deserved. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I, I have to go ahead and instigate a couple things. You know, I'm super, super happy to see Kurt Angle back in his home, you know, in one of the places that really, really appreciated him. Not saying that TNA never did, but think about it this way. Like, in my opinion, a name like Kurt Angle deserved a bigger stage. Uh, and and I understand why he had to leave the WWE. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, he's, he has said it in, in numerous interviews. I'm not going to bash him for that, nor, nor do I have the place to say it. But I'm going to go ahead and instigate here something and say, hey, people are announcing him for the Hall of Fame. You know, that that you know that's that's all fine and dandy but is there something else to the to the story like is there is there something else that he might do on that weekend or in the the weeks prior or even the months prior can this be a clue 
I want to say this right now. I have a feeling that he's going to be more than just in one night, and I'm talking about the Hall of Fame. I have a feeling he's going to play a major part at WrestleMania and hopefully, hopefully in the Royal Rumble. Now, Christina, do you think, in your, in your opinion, do you think that he might be one of these mystery entrants into the Royal Rumble? Oh, 100%, yeah. It'll be fantastic. I would love for him to win. It's probably a long shot since, you know, they're kind of slating Braun Strowman to win the Royal Rumble this year. But if Kurt Angle came and just, you know, came in, threw down those straps like he does, and just throws everyone over, like that would get such a gigantic pop out of the entire crowd. I'm looking forward to it. Win or not, just his entrance will be such a loud crowd reaction that I, I can't wait. So kind of uh, piggyback your idea here, and also I I got Raymond, our cue card guy, (laughs) wanting to throw in his opinion on this too. But basically I have an opinion when it comes to Royal Rumble. Say if Kurt Angle does show up, and remember there's another mystery entrant that everyone's saying that could be possible. I'm talking about Samoa Joe. What if, what if, you know, Samoa Joe is dominating because we all know if there's any way we want to debut Samoa Joe in the main card is by making him dominate in the Royal Rumble just like Rusev did when he debuted. Imagine Samoa Joe in the ring by himself, okay, dominating. He threw out everyone. And then all of a sudden, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, and all of a sudden you hear Kurt Angle's music and we see the face-to-face between two guys that everyone was dreaming to see in TNA happen in the biggest stage of them all in the WWE. What would go through our heads if that were to happen? I'm talking about Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle in the WWE. Christina, what, what about that? I think that would be fantastic. Because, you know, they've had some history when they were in TNA together. They were part of the main event, uh, the main event mafia together. Which, in my opinion, I thought Samoa Joe was a little bit of a weird fit into that stable. So, I, in my opinion, I thought Samoa Joe should have went against the main event mafia. So, if it happens in the WWE, I am all for it. I think they are both fantastic workers. I feel like their styles could really talk very well together and create some very memorable wrestling moments. So, if it doesn't happen, I think, you know, the booking and the writers, I think they're crazy. I think it should happen. You know, obviously, if Kurt Angle is up to uh, being able to carry out that storyline, because, you know, I want it to be able to, you know, be a storyline that kind of drags out a little bit into WrestleMania, not just, you know, they have a little face-off and then it's like promos for three months, you know? Yeah. I want I want no, the nitty-gritty, yeah. like, battling. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Now, our international booker, uh, you know, slash translator, uh, by the way, guys, welcome Mr. Raymond Sanchez to Reality Trek Radio for our international bookings slash translating. Uh, and uh, Raymond actually says uh, this is his opinion on the whole, you know, Kurt Angle thing. He says that Kurt Angle should probably win the Royal Rumble, and then he could see Angle versus Cena at WrestleMania, where basically, and he makes a good point, guys. And, Rick, I want to hear your opinion on this because I'm pretty sure you remember this, too. You know, basically, Angle started Cena's career in the WWE. And Uh now, you know, and now 
with Cena being the champion, let's say hypothetically speaking, Cena wins the championship at Royal Rumble, Angle wins the Royal Rumble, they both headline WrestleMania, so now Angle started Cena's career, and this again was Raymond's uh, opinion, you know, and then Cena ends Angle's career at WrestleMania, meaning that's it, it's, that, it's done, it's that one up. That will be an ultimate dream match and an ultimate end to that chapter because it's true. Angle started Cena's career, and now Cena ends Angle's career in the WWE. Rick, what what do you have to say about that epicness? I think I'm going to get in my car and drive to Orlando right now and just wait outside of Kemingwell Stadium right, from right now. That's it. I'm ready. <laughs> if that that's, were to happen, awesome, I assume. I never thought of that. That's an awesome idea. Will it happen? Eh, probably not. I think we all know where Cena's going to wind up ultimately. At least we think we do. But that's uh, that's an interesting idea. Well, from what I heard, they scrapped the idea of Undertaker and Cena, from what I heard. And now, like, again, these are dirt sheets. I'm not relying on this. I'm just talking what I've read. And so far, I've also read that one of the ideas, now that the Cena-Taker match has been scrapped, is that now they want to put Taker versus Braun Strowman. Hence the little clue that we got last week on Monday Night Raw with Braun Strowman looking at the monitor. We, yeah, we I, might I, I heard that too. I, I'm not feeling that. I, I, I could feel that at a, at a, at a second-tier pay-per-view. I can't feel that at WrestleMania. I, I just can't, me personally. Well, mind you, they, they, they probably scrapped Goldberg and Lesnar too from WrestleMania because now the rumor uh, is, is that they're going to collide at Fastlane. Right. So there, there, there's a lot of things being said and being thrown around that, you know, it, it's, it, it's like a lot of things being said, but there's no proof yet. That's why I'm not saying, hey, these are 100% f- uh, percent facts. Right. Guys. Have, I'm, I don't work for the WWE. <laughs> right. We still got about three months to go, so a lot can happen between now and April. Exactly. I don't work for the WWE. I wish I did. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. Let, let's see what happens. But I'm loving this roller coaster of emotions because now it's like, oh, my God, Angle's back. Samoa Joe might debut. Uh, you know, freaking so-and-so is coming. This guy's coming. Oh, my God, Undertaker's in the Rumble. Brock Lesnar and Goldberg is like, holy hell, this is probably the most star-filled lineup heading into Mania I have ever seen. And, Christina, let me ask you something about that. Like, say, if, 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 hypothetically, if Cena were to win and Angle wins the Rumble, would you want to see a main event of that caliber at WrestleMania? Sorry, I fell asleep at the thought of The Undertaker and Braun Strowman together. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> like, literally, that instantly put me to sleep. Uh, yeah, for Cena and Angle, yeah, ruthless aggression, yeah, why not? I think the the video packages would be great, the promos would be outstanding, the matches, I mean, you can't lose with that, you can't lose with two of the biggest stars in WWE, and for them, you know, for Cena to get his start in the WWE through Kurt Angle, and then all these years later having it culminate at the biggest show of the year, there's literally like there's no 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 wrong in that recipe at all. You know, because I've been hearing talk that, you know, that uh Wrestle Kingdom set the bar up for WrestleMania. 
And so, yep. you know, if they do decide to have that match of that caliber, that's really going to put the bar up high to compete with Wrestle Kingdom. Yep. Agreed. 100% agreed. Now, here's the one last thing that I'm going to mention about the whole angle situation, and then we got to go ahead and reach out to Mr. Hoyt. Basically, one thing a lot of people are forgetting, and guys, I'm not saying that this match would not meet its caliber. Shoot, it's a dream match just to see those two back in the ma- in the mat in a match together because the match they had on SmackDown years ago was phenomenal. You know, it was by far one of the best matches I've ever seen on SmackDown, and I would never forget that promo. Uh, you know, who are you? I got ruthless aggression, and that that was amazing. You know, so mind you, not saying that you know I would be disappointed to see that, but think of it this way. Angle also started the career of somebody else in another organization, but somewhere else, and that is AJ Styles. So think of it this way. What if Angle, again, hypothetically, wins the Royal Rumble and goes on to face AJ Styles at WrestleMania, a young star that he created in TNA? What if that... I'm just I'm just throwing out in the in the open now, round the room, who and I know this is a hard question, guys. Don't don't get me wrong. I know I'm putting you guys against the wall here because they're they're both five star quality matches. Who do you rather see? Do you rather see Angle versus uh, AJ or Angle versus Cena, Christina? Oh, that's hard. But yeah, I know. In general favorites favorites as like singles competitors, I would go with AJ in my opinion, but can I throw a wrench into that plan? Sure. What if we saw like a rematch between Angle and Shane McMahon? From the King of the Ring is what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, because Shane is from what I'm hearing, and obviously this is just speculation, it's basically what wrestling is until it actually happens your speculation that, you know, they are going to be doing some sort of a match involving Shane at WrestleMania. I mean, there have been yep. names thrown in the hat as to who he's going to face at WrestleMania, so we don't know mm-hmm. what if we just threw Shane's name in the hat as a possible opponent for Angle. I mean, I don't know what your or Rick's opinion is on that, but you can't go wrong. With anybody who put Kurt Angle uh, against on the card, you can't go wrong. Like, Agreed. You could put him with Braun Strowman, and he can make Braun Strowman look like I actually care. You know what I mean? Well, how about this? Angle and Taker. The oh. two legends ha- have one final battle. You can't go wrong oh. there either. They take Taker just cry? had. <laughs> Angle just. Ha- I'm sorry. Taker a couple years ago had an end of the era match with Triple H. And I don't think that was the end of an era because there was one era warrior left, and that was Kurt Angle. He just wasn't present for it. So I, I'm just saying, man, it's it's a huge toss-up. And, Rick, your your quick opinion before we go ahead and reach out to Mr. Lance Hoyt? Yeah, I don't think you could go wrong. Uh, you know, it's like you said, it's, it's a hard one. Uh, you know, that to my head, I, I would like to see. I want to see uh, AJ and, and uh, Kurt Angle. AJ and Kurt Angle? Yep. Man, th- 
I'm just, bro, I, it, it's a huge toss-up, guys. It's a huge toss-up. Like, no matter how or what direction we go with Kurt Angle, it's still going to be, like, one of those situations like, oh, I would love to see that match, you know? Like, like to me, all the matches that we just mentioned, even if it was Samoa Joe, I'll be happy <laughs> because those two will be taking their heads off. Now, guys, I will also say this. I will say this. Do not be disappointed if no match takes place and all we see is a special guest referee situation for Kurt Angle, too. So how many times have we seen that happen with Shawn Michaels, I mean? So either way, either way, I'm going to put my my foot down and I'm going to say match or special guest referee or even an appearance or run-in. I would just be happy to see Kurt Angle run down that that ramp one last time. I'm with you. Or a couple more times. Yep. Uh, one last what quick thing uh, before we, we get to uh, Lance Hoyt. I guess we'll get some uh, some clarity tonight. Triple H is supposed to be on Raw. And who knows, maybe tonight is the night they start to build Triple H versus Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah which is another match a lot of people can't wait for. But, guys, let's go ahead and reach out to one half of the Killer Elite squad. I am talking about the American psycho himself, Mr. Lance Hoyt. Let's see if he's available. Hello? Uh, Hello, Mr. Hoyt? Yep. Hey, Mr. Hoyt, this is uh, George, Ricky, and Christina from Reality Check Radio. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Uh, can't complain, sir. Just here, finally receiving a little warm weather in Miami. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a little low on the temperatures a, a couple of weeks ago, and I was not used to that. How, how's everything over there in Texas? I've been back and forth as far as that's concerned. It's gone from super cold to crazy warm. We had tornadoes last night, and today it was beautifully sunny and about 60 degrees. Man, I have to say, Mr. Hoyt, if there's one thing I'm jealous of is you living there or anyone that lives in Texas, because here in Miami, sure, we could open up your typical uh, barbecue joint here, but if you ever want to have barbecue, it's in Texas. Is there there any place you can recommend me over there, by the way? In Texas? Oh, man, there's so many good little places. Um, I can't even think of anything right now. If I can think of it, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Hoyt, thank you so very much for your time and, and you know, to come on here. It's a huge honor mm-hmm. to speak with someone like you, especially with a worldwide name like you. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, again, one half of the Killer Elite Squad with Davy Boy Smith mm-hmm. Jr., uh, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling Superstar, WWE, TNA, etc. So mm-hmm. uh, tell me a little bit uh, right now, you know, uh, about Japan, because I'm a huge fan of Japan. Uh, I love the Japanese art. I love the mm-hmm. Japanese wrestling. Uh, like, we just had Aldo Rose here last week uh, tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about how independence saved his love for the business. Can I say right. that Japan kind of like re- reinvented your career in the world of professional wrestling? Reinvented, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's truly been the best part of my career. Um, it's one of those things, like, I always say, I wish, in a sense, that I would have been able to do this before I ever stepped foot in the WWE ring, because I think they would have seen a very different person and personality and wrestler altogether, and probably would have had a very different story. Not that I'm 
uh, disappointed by anything. I'm very happy with my career. I'm very happy with what I've gotten to do and where I've been and the places mm-hmm. I've been. And, you know, if my career ends, you know, wrestling in Japan, I'll be very, very proud of that because it's truly been the best part of my career. And, um, you know, especially in, in the last year, two years, New Japan Pro Wrestling is truly starting to become a, a worldwide company. So not only is it, you know, respected within the wrestlers of the wrestling community, now it's really truly starting to become respected within the fan base of the world for professional wrestling. Yeah, I was about to actually, now that you mentioned that, uh, you mentioned how New Japan is turning worldwide, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to agree with you on that because, as a matter of fact, not to, uh, I think it started with Russell Kingdom 10, uh, where they started uh, airing their pay-per-views over here in the United States with Jim Ross on commentary. They did it again for Russell, uh, Russell Kingdom 11, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with different commentators this time around. I think Kevin mm-hmm. Kelly was one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Like as, as far as that expansion is concerned, Mr. Hoyt, uh, mm-hmm. like what do you think of the the nation of professional wrestling? Is that kind of like opening doors for people to receive a lot better opportunities and stuff? Like, and I'm talking about like how WWE is even growing and and, right. and New Japan. Do you feel like this is a huge window of opportunity for all the young bloods to now move on up? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's definitely opened the doors. Uh, with widening the business of professional wrestling. You know, WWE is truly the biggest company in the world because of their outreach and their traveling schedule throughout the world. Um, You know, but it was a very small circle in what it was. You know, TNA, for one period of time, was growing and and starting to try to do that, but unfortunately it's kind of been brought back down to earth at this point. Um, but with New Japan doing so well and expanding and having their own network called the New Japan World, which is reaching you know all over the globe now, and like you said, when when they did the partnership uh, pay per view here in the states with GFW to what they've been doing the last couple of years uh, for the New Japan World and, and for the world to see professional wrestling from New Japan, and then you see the influence that it's taken on when when WWE is hiring guys like Shinsuke Nakamura and. AJ Styles and, and Luke Gallows and, and Carl Anderson, uh, you know, that were with New Japan, you know, and you know, like Gallows and Anderson. Gall- you know, Gallows was with WWE. He had done several different things, but he truly found himself in Japan. And then Anderson, who had pretty much always been in Japan and never had an opportunity there, now now getting that opportunity in WWE and being both of them being very successful right now. I mean, you have to see the influence that New Japan is, is producing around the world in professional wrestling, and um, so that's causing, I think, not only their product to grow, get bigger, and for people to see it and recognize it, it's also causing WWE, I think, to go, we need to look beyond our own borders and our own walls, which you can see what they're doing with, like, the CWC and then the UK tournament they just did and so on and so forth. Um, you know, they're opening their minds and their ears and their eyes to the other elements of professional wrestling around the world that's not just theirs that they created. So then that brings me to my next question of how, like, how the WWE is expanding even internationally. You know, there mm-hmm. there's some names that WWE fans were even sometimes even saying, nah, WWE would never sign them or, or they mm-hmm. will go on to dirt sheets. And you know how lovely those dirt sheets are. They love to oh, yeah. make stories. And they love to say, oh, yeah, this guy said I'll never go to WWE. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, one of the stories that are going around is Hiroki Goto saying I'll deny a WWE contract. Uh, mm-hmm. Carl Anderson was a guy that a lot of dirt sheets quoted, oh, I'm never going to go to the WWE. Mm-hmm. The Bullet Club 
finally made its way back to the WWE. You know, right. and that's something a lot of fans were dreaming for. Now right. that kind of gives a space for the Killer Elite Squad in New Japan, and it's like now mm-hmm. the focus on you guys. Now I have to ask from your opinion. I know you've already mm-hmm. had a taste of WWE. Your partner has mm-hmm. a taste of WWE. Do you mm-hmm. guys ever see yourselves the Killer Elite Squad coming back uh, to the WWE uh, like the Bullet Club did? Right. You know, I've always said you never say never. Um, you know, things change, situations change, money changes in a lot of people's minds. Um, so as of right now, we're very happy where we're at. We're very happy with what we're doing. We're enjoying our time in Japan and, and, and the pedestal they put us on. Um, has, if anybody came with any true interest and offered us a good situation and the money and everything was right and, and our situation in Japan changed, you, the possibility is there, but that hasn't happened. And as of right now, we're not looking for it to happen. Like I said, we're very happy with where we're at. But again, I always say you never say never. Anybody that's sitting back going, never, I'm never going to do that, is either A, yeah. just trying to cover their butts for their situation they're in at the moment, or B, they're allowing their pride to oversee their you know possibilities, if that's a good way of saying it. Because there are some people out there that are just so full of, pride and egotistical that, you know, they won't allow good things to happen because they think they have to control things and so on and so forth. And therefore that's their way to control things is to just be stubborn. Yeah. It, it like, and, and most of the time too is like I, I said, is the, the wrongful journalists or the wrongful dirt sheets putting words mm-hmm. in people's mouths. And then it's kind of like yeah. that, then, then that so that talent, whether woman or man has to say, Hey, I never said that. So right. it's kind of like it, it's harder for you guys, for you great workers that sacrifice your body and soul every day. You know, right. it, it puts more work on your shoulders to kind of be like, I never said that. <laughs> right. So, you know, and it, so this, I, this day and age. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. No, this no, no, day no I, age, I'm listening. This day and age, I think that's even to some degree a little harder for journalism to say that people said that because usually somewhere there's an actual factual recording because almost nothing is just written down anymore. Almost everything's recorded in some form or fashion. So, yep. there, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. A, you can defend somebody if they say, I never said that, and you go back and listen to the actual interview, and you never hear them say it, then you go, see, I never said it. Or B, you know, they do say something they shouldn't have said, and then it gets out of that they said it, you know, and unfortunately that seems to be the bigger case more often because everybody loves the bad stuff more than they love the good stuff. No, ain't that the truth? Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, I've never ever sent an episode of our show, uh, you know, to any dirt sheets because I don't want them, you know, misquoting anything that happens on this show. So basically, right. that way, if I catch something quoted from any interviews we conduct here, and I see it, right. I'm like, oh, you just set yourself up for 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 fixer upper there. But basically, right. go, going back to what we were talking about, uh, okay. let's say hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking, Mr. Hoyt, mm-hmm. if you were to, you and Davey, if you guys were to make yourself uh, back to the WWE or, and to the mm-hmm. States, who, what, mm-hmm. who's a tag team that will be on your mind right now to say, that's the first guy I want to work with? Who, who are the champions? Uh, right now in the WWE, it's Cesaro and Sheamus on Raw. Okay, there you, and there you go. Oh, 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 oh. oh, so you're just hey, going straight for the titles. 
Uh, hey man, we're we're not we're not playing around. There's so many good tag teams in WWE, Ring of Honor, around the independents right now. I mean, if you start to name them, but you know, uh, keep KES Killer Elite Squad. You know, in, in our in our short time of existence from since 2012, you know, we've done a decent amount of stuff in the world of tag team wrestling. You know, we're two-time NWA World Champs, we're two-time uh, NOAA GHC Champs. One, you know, and one of those reigns was over a year and a half with over 10 title defenses. We're two-time IWGP Tag Team Champions, which is New Japan's Tag Champions. Um, you know, and, and we fought different and amazing teams all over the world. Um, you know, and so it, I think it's a privilege anytime you get to be in there with a great tag team. But if you're specifically talking about WWE, you know, if we walked into that company, our goal would be nothing less than whoever's the champions. And, you know, you say Cesaro and uh, Sheamus, and I think that would be an amazing match for the four of us because we're all such big guys athletic guys, guys that can do things that you don't necessarily expect guys to be able to do with our size, you know, and, and things of that nature. So I think that would be an amazing matchup right there. Um, you know, and uh, um, um, team, oh, is it, what is it, what is Alpha, what is, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, no, 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 I'm, now my mind is like twisted. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Yeah, Team Alpha. Let's just call him that <laughs> for nah, now. That, that's kind of yeah, disrespectful, and I apologize. But, but both those guys are amazing, amazing athletes. You know, I, I've seen a lot of their stuff when they were in NXT. I've seen a lot of what they've done most recently uh, on, on SmackDown and working uh, with the Wyatt family and stuff like that. And, um, you know, to say anything less than to step in with the champions would be kind of taking us down a notch, and that's not where we'd want to be. All right, and by the way, my cue card guy actually just helped me. Uh, Ray, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, American Alpha. <laughs> American Alpha, <laughs> there it is. Hey, I'm I'm the American <laughs> Psycho. I'm sorry, I couldn't think of that. <laughs> well, no worries. It's two of us, okay? A professional wrestler and a, and a journalist. We both got that. So, <laughs> so no worries. Now, uh, Ray did want me to ask. Yes, I promise, Rick, right after this question, I'll pass it to you. I'm sorry that I'm taking so long. Uh, but... but <laughs> Last question, I promise. Ray wanted me to okay. ask you, uh, again, uh, thank you, Raymond, for this question. He wanted me to kind of piggyback off this answer. He said, what about the continuing the rivalry with the Bullet Club in the WWE? Oh, you know, absolutely. I mean, we we, we had some amazing battles with Anderson Gallows, and Gallows, and unfortunately we do owe them one considering they took the IWGP tag titles from us uh, in one of the Wrestle Kingdoms. I think it was Wrestle Kingdom 9, actually you know, when the Bullet Club really just started to take off and become big, and those two had really just become a tag team uh, just a couple months prior to that, you know, so, so we owe them one. So, yeah, absolutely, we'd love to step step in the ring again and, and take them down and, and, and then go back for the titles and, you know, do what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, let, let me tell you something. I don't care if that's in California or in Florida. If that match does <laughs> happen and you guys resign, I'll buy my tickets and I'll fly my butt over there just to see it. So... <laughs> Anywho, uh, Rick has promised I'm going to pass you the mic now. I mean, sorry, uh, who was go Christina, actually. Christina, you were oh, the next awesome. one in line. Chris so, Christina, uh, thank you very much, Mr. Hoy, for answering all my questions. I'm going to yep. uh, let them ask questions now. Um, if, okay. if I have anything else left, I'll ask you right after them because I don't want to kind of take away their, their, uh, I got their time I here. Got so, so uh, Christina, the microphone is all yours, and Mr. Hoyt is all yours. Thank you, George. Of course, how could you forget about me? Uh, <laughs> Dr. Rick, right over me. But, uh, Sorry. First of all, 
Okay. First of all, thank you, Mr. White, for coming on and allowing us. You guys, to, you, know, you guys can just, you guys can just call me Lance. All right, Lance. Thank you. You know, I wanted to do the whole like nice professional thing for until I got be okay to be able to call you by your first name. But all right, thank you, got you for you know coming onto the show first of all and allowing us to ask you these questions. Awesome. But yeah, you know, with you saying that. Uh, you know, if you go to a new company, that you're just going to go straight to the title, which is what mm-hmm. you did when you came back to New Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, you went after the chaos, and you were attacking the, you know, the IWGP Tag Team Champions at the time. Mm-hmm. But I would really like to see, since you guys are the killer elite, kind of mm-hmm. going against, you know, the Bullet Club with, like, the Young Bucks, since, you know, the Young Bucks with, uh, like, Kenny Omega is the elite. So the elite mm-hmm. versus the killer elite. I think that mm-hmm. would be fantastic. It's obviously yeah, something you'd be opposed to. No, absolutely not. You never know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, New Japan has a very strong relationship with Ring of Bonham right now. Um, and with us coming back into the New Japan fold, you know, there's always that possibility of us running into the Young Bucks. You know, I, I know they like to throw super kicks. They better work on their legs and do some more squats because they're going to have to throw a lot more super kicks than they've ever thrown in their life to get us down. Um, you know, and, and they call themselves the elite. Well, we're the killer elite. So uh, they're not going to enjoy it as much because they can, they can fly as much as they want. They're as, as amazing as they are, but we're going to put them down. We're going to put them down hard. And, you know, with you being in New Japan and, like you were saying, how well of a relationship they do have with other companies like Ring of Honor and, like, PWG and stuff, how do mm-hmm. you feel to be in a company like that? Because, you know, when you're with WWE, you are strictly WWE, and that is it. You right. know, now you're with New Japan, you know, they have a little bit of a looser, looser blurred lines there where you can, you know, mm-hmm. fight off with people in Ring of Honor or in PWG in companies like right. that. How do right. you feel being, like, a part of that? I, I think it's amazing. You know, I mean, that, that's the one thing, you know, and I've been with New Japan since 2011. Um, and the one thing that I've seen them do extremely well in that time has carried relationships with other companies that helps expand their own company and bring in talent to make their company even better at different times for different reasons. You know, they've had a long-standing relationship with CMLL in Mexico. So they have, I mean, right now they're doing Phantasmania uh, in Japan. So they've got a lot of the CMLL stars right now in Japan running a different tour, which is a really cool experience, I think, for any of the Japanese fans that don't get to see those guys a lot. And a lot of their guys go back to Mexico and work there. Um, And then obviously, you know, with what we've been doing in Japan, again, myself since 2011, KES since 2012, to be able to come back to the States as the team we are and work for companies like Ring of Honor or if it's PWG um, or, or any company around the country, you know, just uh, this last Saturday night, one of the first uh, KES versus Bullet Club matches happened for a company in Austin, Texas called Russell Circus, which um, in a very short period of time is gaining a lot of uh, notice on the independent market because of the shows that they're producing, um, you know, all, all different kinds of talents from all different places. You know, the next show actually, you know, including us and again, G.O.D., uh, Gorillas of Destiny uh, and a, and a team that had just shown up on Ring of Honor called PBK, Pretty Boy Killers, we're all going to be throwing it down and breaking a ring uh, in February. And, you know, they've got guys like uh, Ricochet and uh, Zach Gabriel Jr. They're all going to be on the show. And a lot of young and amazing talents that you're starting to see their names from, like, PWG and places like that. So for the opportunities 
to work in Japan and, and be in New Japan and the, the exposure that it's starting to get, they're very smart about allowing their talents to go and work in other places, which gets the New Japan name out there. Plus, you get the experience of working with other good talents around the country and world. Um, and then also them coming into Japan and working for New Japan specifically. Um, it, I think it's a great idea and a great experience. And you talk about WWE being very exclusive. I think most recently you started to see um, some of their guys, you know, they've, they've had a working relationship, I think, starting up with Evolve lately. Some of their guys have shown up on their shows. Um, they just did the UK tournament, and, you know, Finn Balor has been kind of an, an ambassador to that, another former New Japan guy. Um, you know, he's been showing up on several of the uh, the, the UK promotions right. recently, not, not wrestling because he can't, but physically showing up and doing things, which is something they never did in the past. Um, so you're starting to see them even start to do stuff like that, which is opening their market. And they used to do that back in the day when they worked with ECW and things like that. So, I mean, it, it's a changing business right now, which I think is really good both for the wrestlers and for the fans because they're starting to see an expansion in a way that's making it a lot of fun. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is like an exciting time for fans because, you know, obviously with us in America, we might not – before we might not have like the outlet to be able to, you know, have full access to, you know, shows in other countries like in Japan or Mexico or the UK. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now with like the internet and YouTube and social media, it's kind of, it, it gets this buzz, you know, yep. that it gets shown hey. around the world, you know, and I think it's an exciting time for, like you said, not only for us, but for the wrestlers like yourselves to kind of yep. be able to get your names out there more and your matches seen by a wider audience than before. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And and one more thing that I really wanted to talk to you about was the uh, little film series you were a part of called Bump. And okay. And I had watched it of like six or seven months ago, and mm-hmm. I just re-watched it um, last week, and how blown away I was by it. And mm-hmm. it really definitely, like, when I try to talk to, like, people that I, like, am acquaintances with, like, you know, coworkers or mm-hmm. acquaintances or friends or whatever that aren't really into the wrestling business, you know, they kind of just pass off as it's being fake or, you know, mm-hmm. that it's too ridiculous. And it's, like, for me to be able to, like, tell them, like, there's so much more into it. It's, like, the passion and the sacrifice that you guys put out just to put on a show for your mm-hmm. fans, like, this little film series really yeah. puts that into perspective and really showcases, you know, the struggles and the sacrifices and stuff that you guys give for us to put on a great show. Now, how right. is it to be a part of, of that sort of film series? Well, you know, it was it was a really cool little project. I was approached by the gentleman uh, that, that produced it, you know, directed it, produced it, did everything with it. Um, you know, he just he kind of approached me one day through email. Um, I don't even remember exactly how he got my email, but he did. And, you know, we got together and we talked about it. And it sounded like something fun for me because, like you said, it gave me an opportunity to, to voice my passion for the business uh, in, in a way that sometimes people don't get to see. And, you know, it was it, we went and we filmed it over a few days. And, you know, a couple friends helped me out in the, in the filming of it. You know, the guys that got beat up for me and... And he actually followed along with me on one of the trips to one of the shows and filmed some of that to kind of give you that perspective of it. Um, you know, for me, so it was a really cool moment to be able to, to, like I said, voice my thoughts and my opinions of the business, both from the inside and the outside, and, and kind of the struggles and opportunities that we go through. 
um, it was really cool that it, it seemed to get a lot of fun, cool, positive buzz to the point of like a guy like Mick Foley, who you know I've known in the wrestling business and, and worked together with him a little bit here and there. We kind of gone in a lot of passing in the business. Um, you know, he was he's very positive about it, put it over on his own Twitter and things like that, which was really cool. So, yeah, for me it was an awesome small experience. You know, there was there was hopes that we might do another another bump like a bump two. <laughs> to some degree, but nothing nothing has come to fruition yet, but who knows what will happen in the future. Well, I hope if you do end up doing uh, like a sequel, I guess, to the Bump Soul series, you will, you know, tell us so we can promote it, get that out there for you guys, you know, awesome. for the fans listening and fans of you to kind of go out and see it. If you haven't seen the first one already, please, guys, if you're listening, go on YouTube and watch it. It's a fantastic yep. little film series. Uh, you yep. will not be disappointed. It's a great, like, inside look into, you know, the inside wrestler's passion for the business and what they go through. So, Lance, I will pass it off to Rick because I don't want to take too much of your time either. <laughs> I, you know, thank you very much for, you know, giving me the time to talk to you for a little bit. So I'm going to hop the potato over to Rick now so he can get his questions right. in. All right. Thanks. Hello, Lance. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. I want to take you back. I want to talk about the formative, year, the formative years of Lance Hoyt. George mentioned okay. that you were from Texas. With Texas being such a rich tradition, history-wise, you got the Von Erichs, you got Dusty Rhodes, mm-hmm. the Wyndhams, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on. Was wrestling a part of your childhood? No, it actually wasn't. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a small town in Texas, and we didn't have wrestling on TV. And You know, I, I didn't start watching professional wrestling on any kind of regular basis until, like, I want to say around 93 or 94 when WCW Nitro was on TNT. And that was when I really first started watching it. And I, you know, the, the, the old movie, the crow was a big thing that I really enjoyed. And then saw sting kind of taking on that persona. And it, you know, that's what really captured my attention and that whole storyline that sting took on where, you know, basically for a year, he never wrestled and he just was in the Raptors and you never knew where he was going to be or coming from or watching from. And just to that point of him finally actually wrestling, you know, when he wrestled Hogan for the title and all that emotion that went into that long, cool storyline for me, you know, it just captured my attention and I became a huge wrestling fan um, in that period of time, just watching him and waiting to see what he was going to do. And so, yeah, as a child, no, I, I didn't really, I didn't watch wrestling. You know, I wanted to play football uh, going through junior high and high school and into my university years, had no thoughts or desires of truly becoming a professional wrestler until I got a playing football in college. So, you know, I wasn't even a fan until 93 or 94. And then I had no inclination of being a pro wrestler until I was done playing football. Uh, so you mentioned that you played uh, football. Do you think that yeah, being a football player helped you in any way in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, wrestling or training wise? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so in the sense that it, it got me into the idea of training for myself on a physical uh, being, I guess. I don't know what else I was trying to say there. Um, you know, I, I didn't really start working out and doing those things until I started playing football. And then I got into weight training and, and, and trying to get my body in shape and things of that nature. And then when I got out of football, I still was doing that. It wasn't like I stopped playing football and then was just like, forget it, I'm going to eat Cheetos and hamburgers and and. and stopped training and working out, I, I stayed into it, which actually drove me kind of into pro- professional wrestling because 
I wanted to be in something athletic still, but it wasn't football. And, you know, I, I played a little basketball in high school, but I wasn't very good, even as tall as I was. Um, I played baseball, which I wish I had stayed in baseball because the money those guys make, holy mackerel. Um, you know, but again, because I'd gotten into physical fitness through my football, um, I wanted to stay into something that, you know, kind of required that. And so professional wrestling became my next step. All right, so now let's fast forward a little bit to uh, so you're trading and now you're getting ready to, to wrestle for the very first time. What were your memories of your very first uh, time in front of a live audience, if you can recall? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, it was one of those things, like, now looking back on it, it shouldn't have happened because I had my first match probably a little over a month after I first started training. Um, but the guy that, you know, I was that owned the school and federation that I worked for he needed bodies, and I, I, you know, I'd still like to believe I was doing well enough as a student or whatever that, you know, I was decent enough to go in the ring. Again, now knowing what I know in the world of professional wrestling and actually working with people on a training level, a month is way, 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 way too early. Was very excited, scared to death. Um, you know, the guy I worked with made it extremely easy for me, and um, you know, he knew that it was my first match, and he knew that I was beyond green and. Um, so he just did everything in the world to make it such an easy situation for me. You know, he was the, he was the bad guy. He was the heel. I was the good guy. I was the baby face. And he took probably about 15 minutes of just doing nothing and making the crowd just absolutely loathe him in every aspect they possibly could of him. That once I finally threw the first punch and hit him, they just exploded and went nuts for it because they were so pissed off at him that, uh, you know, they wanted me to do anything and everything I could to, to to beat him up and put him down. And so, you know, that part of it was a lot of fun. And I remember, in, in to my memory, it went well and everything went good. And I didn't screw up any major moments. And you know, nobody got hurt in any major way. And you know, it was it was a starting point and a lot of fun. You know, it was a decent show too that we put on in front of a decent crowd. So, um, you know, my first memory is a very good one. And um, Got the guy's name that I wrestled was Tarzan Taylor. Uh, guy had been around the business for a long time. I remember that very well. I mean, it, it's a very cool, fond memory. I think I have it on videotape somewhere, but I, I don't know where that tape is, and probably should burn it if I find it. <laughs> now, George asked you a little while ago when we were speaking to him about uh, you had mentioned that you, as a tag team, you would love to wrestle Sheamus and Cesaro. Is there a dream mm-hmm. match for you as a singles competitor out there that you, that you somebody you haven't faced yet that you'd love to? Um, man, geez, there's so many people out there. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I look to some of the bigger things. If you, the one answer I always give, and you ask, and this is my dream opponent, whether it would ever happen or not, and probably at this point it won't. Uh, the guy I started watching the wrestling business for, and that was Sting. You know, I would love that moment of being able to work with him in one in a just a one-on-one him and I kind of you know scenario and I was hoping that would have happened back in my TNA days because he was there and I was working and things like that unfortunately it never happened but you know if we're going to just talk hypothetical and dream match situation that would have been my one big dream match in my career all right and then my final question and again something that George uh, kind of touched on with you and and you kind of hinted around it but Mm -hmm. what does the future hold for Lance Hoyt Man, it, it, right now, uh, you know, we just returned to New Japan. We did our big return invasion angle on uh, January 5th, the whole group Suzuki Goon. Um, you know, KES, obviously, we've got two title matches 
back-to-back uh, coming up on uh, February 5th in Sapporo and then February 11th in Osaka. Um, you know, and our goal as a, as a team, KES, is to recapture the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Um, you know, and then again, with the expansion that New Japan is gaining around the world, especially in the States, is is to kind of get my name back out there in a positive light. I, you know, I, I really liked my opportunities that I had in the wrestling business, both with TNA and WWE. I don't regret any of it. Um, but I don't think that I left, in a sense, the U.S. and that market in the best scenario. I don't think people's memory of whatever I did in the wrestling business there was a very good one or a positive one. So for me, um, especially, again, with the expansion that New Japan has provided and so on and so forth, is to show them, show the wrestling world, especially in the States, exactly who I've become and, and become the wrestler that I always should have been. And um, So for me, my goal is basically to, to establish my name in the, the history books of professional wrestling in a way that it may never have been if I just had stopped after my time in TNA and WWE because I'm really, really proud uh, of what I've done in Japan and what I'm doing right now. And, you know, as long as my health stays good and everything keeps on the path that it's going, I think a lot of people are going to have their eyes open to a very different person than they, they thought that I was. That's cool. Um, I know I can speak on behalf of George and Christina. We would love to see you at some point down here in South Florida wrestling. Uh, <laughs> awesome. We would love to see that. I want to thank you for your time, and I'm going to send you on back to George. Okay. Thank you, man. <laughs> And Lance, uh, if I don't, if you don't mind me throwing this in there, your your talents and your career and everything speaks for itself. But if there's one thing that I could vouch for, Mr. Reyes over here is that he could back it up because he's our talent acquisition. He's already gotten like, four <laughs> of our guests uh, bookings down here in Miami, so <laughs> that's all I could say. Um, hey, I'd love, but I'd no, love to come back down there, man. Uh, and we would love to have you and, and tell you what, I'll even treat you to a Cuban coffee. You can't even come to Miami and not have at least one shot of Cuban <laughs> coffee. <laughs> hey, man, but, let's, um, let's do it. Wake, wake me up when I get down there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a deal. Now, Lance, um, before you go, there is one topic I wanted to hit on, and that is okay. basically I know your partner, uh, Davey, has been working mm-hmm. with some MMA uh, in mm-hmm. working in, in into his repertoire, uh, right. you know, I don't know, I don't recall ever reading if he ever had a fight eventually, but I know that. Oh, okay, well, in in Japan, I know that a lot, a lot of New Japan stars transition mm-hmm. both from wrestling to MMA over there, mm-hmm. 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 and I and I wanted to see Mr. Hoyt uh, Lance if you ever considered that for yourself because I I know that <laughs> that's a huge thing up there in in Japan. If I was a younger man, maybe. Um, <laughs> r- right now, with 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 my life and age, which I will not say, and if you really want to know, you can Google it. Um, I, you know, I'm just very happy with professional wrestling. I really enjoy what I'm doing and the art craft that I've, I think I've learned to, to create in the ring and to start doing MMA and things of that nature, other than just doing it for physical fitness, I think would not be a smart idea for somebody like me. Uh, Smith is still a, a relatively young man. He's just, you know, in his early 30s. Um, and he's been training for this for a while, and, and I think you know physically there aren't many men that can match him. Um, and so that if he if he decides to step into a, a fighting arena, you know whether it's MMA or something like that, because he has won like uh, the Naga uh, Super Heavyweight Championship in Vegas not that long ago, the National Amateur Grappling Association. 
Um, oh, nice. you know, he, he went down. He went down there on a whim, and he won it. He won the super heavyweight advanced uh, uh, category. So that's that's a uh, you know a feather in his cap for what he's been training for and doing. You know, I think it's only a matter of time before he truly steps into the to a fighting ring and does some MMA. You know, I, I think a company like Bellator would would jump on that in his heartbeat. You know, especially with his name and the history and the, the, the being the son of the British Bulldog and things of that nature. And then his, like I said, just him physically. You know. He's, 6'5", 250 pounds, he looks amazing, he has a great skill, you know, he's just a kid that I think has a bright future both in in MMA if he chooses to do it and especially professional wrestling. No, yeah, I, because I also wanted to say, man, if if wrestlers are not going to MMA, MMA is definitely coming over to wrestling because so many people have been have shown interest to, to step in the ring from the yeah. Ronda Rousey's to yeah. how you're saying, like, Davey, of course. Well, Davey was always a wrestler, but, you know, yeah. Davey uh, and, and so on and so forth. I think WWE just hired a new female from the uh, from uh, Ronda Rousey's camp, as a matter of fact, uh, and also a model from MMA. Like, it, it, like a lot right. of MMA stars are on their way over to the world of professional wrestling, and I have to ask you right. this. Like, Lance, what do you think on that? Like, like do you feel like... Hey, I, is time to adapt to a new style, or 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 like, how, what does that do for veterans like yourself? Is what I'm saying. Uh, for me, I don't think it does anything. It doesn't change exactly necessarily who I am. I, I think you always have okay. to adapt. I think any wrestler that's nice. in the ring in in their career has to adapt at some point or another to the changing aspect of professional wrestling, and I think that's what makes professional mm-hmm. wrestling so great, is that it has mm-hmm. always changed. It has always adapted. I mean, who's who's one of the biggest wrestlers in all of professional wrestling history um, that is still relevant today? Um, has has had a character that has changed and adapted with the times. Um, one of the biggest mm-hmm. names you'll ever think of, and that's the Undertaker. The Undertaker is a guy who's taken a gimmick as the Undertaker, and he's changed and adapted it several times to to match you know where he's at with the times and and what's going on. And then he's also taken mm-hmm. his, his in-ring style and changed and adapted depending on the time and era and the guys he's working with. And I think that's everybody has to learn to adapt in that sense. Does that mean I have to change to an MMA-style fighter? No. But it has to change. I have to be able to work with guys who are more MMA-style. Um, you know, and then obviously uh, uh, you know, the aspect of the high flyer has really taken over the professional wrestling business um, so, you know, I, I think to some degree the traditional big man has changed drastically and is kind of a, a smaller aspect to the professional wrestling business, you know, because uh, the smaller, more athletic, uh, um, and then again, the more shoot fighting style wrestlers and fighters have really started to take center stage in the world of professional wrestling. So me as a more traditional big man, I have to find a way to step in the ring with those same fighters and flyers and both put the fight to the fighters and ground the flyers at the same time to maintain my capabilities in the ring as a professional wrestler. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm a huge fan still of the whole big man, small guy matches. You know, it it kind Mm -hmm. of gets you more emotionally you know, into the match because it's kind of right. like you're always rooting for that smaller guy, like how you're saying. And <laughs> like one one of those things that takes me way back, Lance, is is when you would see those matches with Ray Mysterio Jr. versus Kevin Nash in WCW days. And right. as a matter of fact, 
And as a matter of fact, they even showed it right now uh, during the U.K. tournament with the guy who won the tournament versus mm-hmm. Wolfgang, a guy mm-hmm. that weighed 245 pounds to a guy that weighed 175 pounds. And mm-hmm. it's like I, I was emotionally there, and I love it. I, like, I'm still one of the classic fans. I love the days of old of, of the big men, you know, and, and all that stuff. And, and I'm very thankful, like you, that you're, you're still part of the business because it brings me back that, like, that love for the passion that I still have for the business. Mm-hmm. And to, to piggyback off what you were saying earlier about yourself, mm-hmm. I still think you're in one of the best shapes I've ever seen you, Lance. Well, thank you, man. I work hard to try to stay that way. <laughs> thank you. <man. laughs> I, I can't. Again, I, I'm getting up there in age. I can't let it go. <laughs> and thank you again, cue card guy, uh, Tyler Bate. <laughs> yeah, I love this guy. Okay, yeah. He, he does the. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, no, but basically, yeah, I, I have to say I completely agree with you uh, as far as the whole big man, small guy thing, and the evolution of pro wrestling, but. Uh, no question here. I just want to comment. I'm just still very thankful that there is those classical big guys like you in the business because it's mm-hmm. still I, – I respect it now. Don't get me wrong. But I, mm-hmm. it, it brings me still that passion that I still had from back in the day. So I thank yeah. you for that. Oh, thank you, man. No, my my pleasure, man. And so basically, <laughs> Lance, I think that we're just about done here. We hit all our topics okay. here. But uh, before you go – Mm-hmm. Let's do some plugs. How can fans okay. follow you, you know, whether it's social media, fan page? How can they follow the American Psycho? Uh, on top of that, uh, how can uh, bookers get a hold of you for any kind of booking inquiries? And where right. can fans catch you next live? Okay. Um, well, let's just start with Twitter. Twitter is probably one of the easiest ways to follow what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, and where I'm going to be doing it. And that's at Lance Hoyt. Um, very simple. Uh, my Facebook page is a public page. Uh, Lance Hoyt is, is the is the name that I'm carrying with. There's also a fan page called The American Psycho Lance Hoyt. Um, you know, you can get on either one of those, contact me through any of those. Uh, email address I use for bookings is my name at yahoo.com. Very simple. Um, my Instagram is lhoyt77. Um, you know, very simple uh, ways to, to find me and follow me and figure out what I'm doing and where I'm going to be doing it. Um, I, this Saturday, um, I will be wrestling at a show in Gilmer, Texas, uh, called Lucha Pride. Um, and then I'll be headed back to Japan, uh, for a tour, uh, first match back in New Japan Pro Wrestling on the 27th. And that'll be live on New Japan World. Uh, so if you can wake up early enough in the morning and watch it live, or when you wake up, go ahead and turn on New Japan World. It's really cheap and easy. It's only like $8.30 or something like that a month to get it. It has English commentary and English you know, uh, ways to get through everything so you can figure it out and get on and watch some amazing wrestling. Um, you know, and I'll be, be in Japan until February 11th, which I have two title matches, February 5th and 11th, and then I'll be back in the States and have a big show in Austin, Texas from Russell Circus on uh, February 19th that it's going to have a ton of amazing wrestlers and talents on it. So there's a lot of places I'm going to be, both here in the States and Japan, tearing it up, doing what I do, the American Psycho, killing them all. Awesome. And any maybe luck to see you probably at Russell? Oh, no, you're going to be in Japan. No, wait. Any luck of seeing you maybe at WrestleMania? Like uh, just partying around there or just uh, working around the boys? 
I, you know, I have no idea. You know, I mean, uh, in the past when I was with New Japan, you know, they did a lot of stuff during the early April month, and um, you know, there's a good possibility that might, I might be in Japan. But you know, if I'm not, you never know. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in Orlando that whole week. You know, so there, there's a good chance I might show up. Ah, the tease is so strong there. Uh, but Lance, thank <laughs> the you. Tease is, the tease is only there because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lance, hey, thank you so very much. I really do appreciate all your time and and everything you yep. you gave us here today. Uh, also, Lorraine, uh, the young lady that was uh, talking yep. with you to come on the show, says thank you uh-huh. very much as well. Um, and uh, we'll do. And uh, Christina, Rick, any last comments before he goes? Rick, I mean uh, Christina first. Uh, yeah, actually, um. Where you said uh, that you want to fight the fighters and ground the flyers? Right. That's a t-shirt idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> you just put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I might just do that. I just came up with that on the fly. See how good I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just throwing it out there. I'll buy it. I'll buy the t-shirt. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I appreciate but, it. <laughs> You can go on my pro wrestling tees shop and, and get a couple shirts there. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> there you go. See, hmm, that, that, there was, you go. <laughs> that was a plug, pro wrestling tees. I, I deserve a royalty. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Um, Rick, any last comments? No, I was just going to say, since he's such a big Sting fan, Sting at WrestleCon and Sting here in uh, South Florida, SuperCon in July. Wink, wink. He he lives about 15 minutes from me, so I see him once in a while. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Block. <laughs> uh, fatality. Anyway, sorry, I, I just had to throw in Mortal Kombat uh, things in there. But, uh, again, Lance, thank you so very much. I do appreciate all your time, and, uh, and we hope that uh, we talk to you again. Just know that the show is always open for you to return. Awesome, man. I appreciate you guys having me on today. You guys very, ran a very awesome and professional and positive uh, cast, so I appreciate that. You know, I, I I hear way too much negativity in and around the business. I hate that. It doesn't help the business. It doesn't help the fans. Um, I appreciate that you guys are, are putting together a good, positive, and professional show. Keep it up. No, yeah, we, we don't, we don't, uh, we're not in the business for dirt. You know, we're in the business to bring back uh, respect to professional wrestling, and and we appreciate that you appreciate us, <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> yep. That's a tongue twister, really. We appreciate you because <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> and, anyway, Lance, thank you very much again. I hope you have a great night, okay? Thank you much. My pleasure. Have a good night. Good night. All right, guys, that was Mr. Lance Hoyt of New Japan Pro Wrestling, one half of the Killer Elite Squad. Uh, Golly, holy cow, if you did not leave with an increasing amount of brain cells after that interview about the business, I don't know what's wrong with you. (laughs) Uh, Wow, holy hell, (laughs) my my head is swollen (laughs) from from the information he shared. Uh, Christina, what, what did you think? Uh, you know, I I may have shed a tear or two with those compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like my face is just hurting. It's stretching so far right now from ear to ear, just like grinning of just like the compliments. Like, you know, I've been doing this show for what two, three months or so now, and 
And Lance is definitely in my top five of, of guests that we've had on since I've been here. He was so absolutely generous. He was so, like, talkative and very insightful into the business. And it, I thought it was a fantastic interview. I had a great time. No, such a humble gentleman, truly a professional. Like, if you looked up the word professional, I, I know there's a bunch of pictures that you could put next to that word, but if you looked up the word professional, I bet you my bottom dollar he would be one of them. <laughs> the what? Okay, so anyway, so no, like he, he would be one of those professionals that would be right next to that word in the dictionary. That, that was pure, amazing, and, and I can't be more thankful uh, for him in that interview. It was just by far an amazing interview. Rick, what, what, man, this, that must have hit you like a ton of bricks when it comes to like childhood, man, because Lance Hoyt was a guy that w you and I both watched growing up, and this is a guy we've seen in the WWE, in TNA, and now, of course, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now we see the effects on Christina because Christina's like, I just got complimented by a guy who's been all over the world. <laughs> well, what do you have to say? You know, I think I can speak for all of us. I think we want to see all of the guests that we've had on and will have on succeed in the business, but that's a guy, you know, you, you really want to see take that next step. That, that's so awesome for him to recognize the fact that, you know, it, it, we don't do that. You know, we, we, could, we could easily go south and dig for dirt, but we've decided that's not the way we're going to go, and, and so it, it's awesome to hear exactly. somebody acknowledge the fact that, you know, we're, we are going to run this professionally. This is, this is not a dog and pony show here. Exactly. Exactly. Because we're not about, like how you were saying, you know, oh, so I heard that you hate this guy, you know, and oh, and I heard that you want to get in a fist fight with that dude. You know, it, it's... I'm just saying this right now. That's not like how you're saying. Again, we're, that's not what we're in the business for. You know, we're not we're not looking for that, nor do we want to know about it. I don't want a piece of it. I do, I'm not interested in it. I am just telling you right now that was, yes, Raymond, pure respect, man. Hashtag respect uh, is actually new, going around that's now. That's got to be the new entrance right there, him complimenting us. That's got to be the new promo for the show right there. <laughs> it, man, I don't have enough money to do all these promos, man. <laughs> well, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yet. Now, guys, if you do want to sponsor a positive show for once on a podcast, by all means, you could contact any of us, or you could go onto our fan page. You could go to facebook.com/backslash/real. Check Radio, and that will be our fan page, of course. And go ahead and message us there if you want to sponsor us. And that will be a great deal to help us out with all of our, our needs and to help your company as well grow in a positive environment where you don't have to worry about arguments and, and all those happy-go-lucky stuff. So uh, uh, now you got Lorraine on your, on your side, Rick. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Huh? Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> so, is Christina over there? Do, do I need to freaking get the uh, the those electrical clear to wake her up? Because I feel like she's over there still frozen in her in her bubble. She might. She might Christina, need are you alive over there? I'm oh, yeah, right. maybe I that. I don't, I don't need the defibrillators. 
if that's what you're referring <laughs> to. They're called defibrillators. Uh, Thank no, you. It's great. It's just, it's like, it's such like, it's just really nice to hear that, like, you know, we really do take pride in our work and in our interviews that we conduct conduct with these these guys. And it's just really nice to hear that, like, you know, that it's being seen and it's being recognized and, you know, to just be able to hear compliments like that, not even just personally, but for us as a whole team, because that's what we strive to do is to be respectful and not to dig into the dirt and, you know, and just try to, you know, get something to go viral. You know what I mean? Like, we want to talk about the real stuff. We want to talk about what's important. And for us to be, like, complimented, it's, like, it's great, and it makes me smile and grinning ear to ear so much that my face hurts so bad. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe soon in the future we might have Davy Boy Smith Jr. come on the show, his tag team partner, the other half of the Killer Elite Squad. And this is, of course, the, the son of Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. So who knows what kind of stories we could get out of that. But, again, not digging into the dirt. It will be respectful stories, just like Lance Hoyt. And that is something, like how Lance Hoyt was talking about a little earlier, that, you know, it's sad that in the world of professional wrestling, it, it, that the negative gets more focused than the positive. Well, and, it's sort of like the news. It's sort of like the news, you know. Bad, bad news sells. If you watch the news... You hardly ever see any good news on the news, right? No, yeah, good point. Bad news, very, though. very good point. That's what it is. Yeah, but we're here to change that. And and Raymond, our international booker, wants me to tell you, uh, Christina. First the lollipop, and now this. <laughs> so it's nine. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, guys, look at the lineup that we're having now coming up uh, when it comes to the show. Like, 2017 is by far one of the biggest, you know, years of Reality Check Radio when it comes to guests alone. We're going to hit Mexico with the Laredo Kid in, in April. Next week, we have our first edition of Women's Appreciation Nights with two of the hottest prospects of women women's wrestling and i'm talking about of course from japan uh chelsea diamond will be here on the show from stardom and of course kira hogan uh another top prospect another top young prospect that's hitting up the independent circuits here in the united states so kind of in a way we're crossing both borders here we're hitting japan and we're hitting the united states next week and then, of course, like the list goes on, the Teddy Stigmas is also going to be on the show a little later. And then we got, you know, Lucha Rios and Lucha Cruz coming on the show soon. It, it, like the list goes on and on and on. And, and you can't help but say, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, really, is this – what? Who? who am I excited for the most to hear from this year? Like, I, I, to be honest with you, I can't pick one <laughs> because it's it, it's too much to 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 say really when it comes to all the guests that we're having lined up. <laughs> you know, we have Daya coming up on video. We have Sexy Star. You know, thanks to uh, Mr. Chad Mines from guys. I, I'm my my mouth is drying up here. Yes, Raymond, this is reality. <laughs> Thank you very much, cue card guy. Whew, someone talk. My mouth is drying up. I can't do this by myself. <laughs> Jeez, well, my I mouth guess, is... Uh, before, 
before, I guess, we'll give you a little break, George. But uh, I guess before our next guest uh, comes on, uh, I guess, Rick, you want to talk about uh, Ronan this past weekend? Rick, unmute your phone, uh, your your mic. What about Ronan this past weekend? Yeah. What are your thoughts? It was a great show, right? Wow, I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I made a Facebook post last week that after the Platinum Pro card that Ronan was going to have to, well, I basically called everybody out and said it was time for everybody to step their game up. Uh, I think Ronan hit one way out of the park. I can really find fault with maybe one of the matches, I think, we, we, we would argue on which one that was. I'm not going to send anybody out because we don't do that. Aside from that, I, I, thought was, I thought it was as good a Ronin as I've ever seen. And I think I've missed one Ronin since I started. Yeah, I've, well, I've been to a few few Ronins, and I've never been disappointed any any single time. From, like, especially last weekend, like, top to bottom, that card was solid. And they all delivered. Like, that, you know, the six-man tag with uh, Tech 2 and LWO, fantastic. Oh. I mean, you know, you've got some of my absolute favorite favorite wrestlers on the independent scene. Uh, and then at the end, with like, I wanted to cry when they were talking about Angel and, you know, Team uh, Mutual World Order. I, I was, like, shedding some tears. I was getting so choked up because it was, like, such a beautiful moment to be able to, you know, you see these performers you know, in different areas, like I've, you know, seen them in northern Florida, seen them in southern Florida, and for them to, like, get the recognition from from all these fans, it's, it's so nice to be able to see that, you know, how much they give to us as fans and with the show and, you know, what they put their bodies through to give us the show and for us to kind of, like, try and reciprocate as much as possible, it's, it's definitely tear-jerking for me, like, it's just, like, we're giving so much respect to them for everything that they do for us, and it was just such a beautiful moment, and just to be there to witness it, which is it's unbelievable. Uh, it's funny, Christine. You mentioned the LWO. I think you, I think you had left. I don't, I don't. I'm not going to mention any names. George can if he wants to, because he was also there. But a certain former member of the LWO, who has since moved on to bigger and better things, was actually there. Mm-hmm. He didn't show his face, literally and figuratively until after the event was over. And we got a chance to talk to him for a couple of minutes. Well, yeah. There. Yep. You know, it, this comes to show you, you never know who you might catch at your local independent wrestling shows. So, yeah, I, I always, think you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to mention his name. I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I, I told her. I told her on the oh, car ride. Oh, she knows. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. didn't get a chance to meet him, but I, yes. I heard through the grapevines that he was. He is just uh, about as wonderful a human being as you can possibly meet. He is he is genuine. Well, let me just say for the record, uh, kind of like piggybacking a little bit off of what you were talking about when it came to the uh, tech squad, uh, remember how Lance was talking about the big guys versus small guys? I would love to see, and I'm just throwing this out there, I would love to see the Killer Elite Squad versus the Tech Squad. Wow. Just, say, just saying. That, that would be a dream match of all time. Guys, if you don't know who I'm talking about with the KES, 
go watch them. <laughs> They're one of the most brutal tag teams in Japan's history. And then you got the one of the most strong style, high-flying tag teams of Tech Squad, and you put those two together. Oh, man. What does Jim Ross say? That's a slobanaka. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that it would be. <laughs> Don't ever make me do the, the Jim Ross uh, impersonation ever again. I really sucked at that. <laughs> we won't. What about that insane uh, championship match between Chamberlain and Sonya Dutt? Oh, oh, my goodness. Was that insane or what? Absolutely and fantastic. And, like, they were everywhere. They Literally. I mean, they, they went outside the building. Yeah, they probably went outside to get some cool fresh air. It was a little bit yeah, hot yeah, But, I mean, that from start to finish, that match was unbelievable. Like, you know, they were inside the ring. They were outside in the crowd. Chairs were being thrown around. Drinks were being spilled. Filling out to the outside. Uh, you know, tearing the ring apart. Very much how, like, the Nexus tore apart the ring when they were doing that whole angle with John Cena when they debuted. Just tearing the ring apart. The, the aprons were out. The referees were down. The, you know, the ring ropes were torn apart. The foam and the boards were showing in the ring. And, you know, I took my nephew, if you guys saw the, a little bit of the pre-show we had on our Facebook page, I had taken my nephew, and he's never seen anything like that. Like, he's been to a few running shows himself, but he's never seen anything like that, and he, his eyes were so big. It was just, like, amazement. And, you know, for Alex Chamberlain to, like, fall over and take my nephew's lanyard and use it to, to strangle, you know, Sanjay Duke was amazing, and he was just like a wide-eyed kid at Christmas to be able to, you know, be a part of something like that, and it's definitely like a memory he's going to remember forever, and everyone involved in Ronin are the absolute most down-to-earth guys and girls I have ever met in wrestling, like ever. From top to bottom, they were all the, like, the nicest, humble people you will ever meet. You know, if any of them are listening, I thank all of you guys for not only such an amazing show that you guys put on, but even after the show, backstage and stuff, to be able to, you know, talk with us and and be able to, like, share moments like this. Absolutely fantastic. And things that not only will my nephew never forget, but I, and I'm sure you guys, Rick and George, will never forget either. That, that, what was that last part? Because I'm here kind of, like, Giving you, bringing you guys a little surprise of what's to come right now. You have no idea who's about to call in if he does. <laughs> but can you repeat that? Just one last, that last part. Just saying that you know, not even just like inside the ring during the show, how great these performers are, but outside of the ring, like after the shows and stuff, just being able to you know have conversations with them, like backstage and stuff how incredibly down-to-earth and humble and gracious that they are to their fans. It's, it's unparalleled yeah. in the wrestling business. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like when we, we were able to sit down and talk to a few of them and, and how humble they are, like, I would never forget talking to Rios uh, with you, as a matter of fact. Uh, it, like, it, it was phenomenal. It was it was phenomenal how how outgoing and how humble and how thankful these guys are for the fans to be there to support them and and I'm talking about Ronin I'm talking about many other organizations it's good to see that they're still 
workers out there that appreciate your typical wrestling fan. Because I'm not going to go out uh, on the limb and say, hey, they're respecting us because, you know, we, we pay to see them and all. They, they, don't, they don't look at it that way. They respect because we respect them for the sacrifices and, and, and everything that they do to end up to make sure that we're entertained. That's understandable. But they respect us just as much because we are there spending time of our day to watch them do their, the thing that they love most and have, giving them a chance to do what they love most in front of us to make sure that we're entertained. We're, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, like what Lance was talking about earlier. You know, and it's phenomenal. It's freaking phenomenal, the fact that these workers are, think this way and, and is a true honor, in, you know, in, in my opinion, in my case. Like, Rick, you've been around many, many wrestlers uh, while your son has been growing up in the business. And I know that your son has has grown so much respect from each and every one of these workers, you know, as little CM Punk and even as his alter ego, Clark Kent. I'm not going to spill his real name here, but, you know, uh, but basically he's been around and, and it must affect you more like it must make you more humbling. The fact that these guys have been this open with your son. You know, it's incredible. Uh, we had a, it was funny, we, again, I posted this on my Facebook page, we had a chance to have dinner with uh, with some of the guys and some of the people involved directly with the show, and just to get sort of the behind-the-curtain stuff, if you will, about the not-so-good side of this business, because let's be honest, there there is a not-so-good side. George, you know that as well as anybody here. Yep. You were a worker, yep. and to get to hear those things for him, because he does want to, that is his dream still. And yep. so for him to be able to, to hear these things are, is just invaluable for him. And no, I would like imagine. I, I've said it a hundred times. <laughs> Christina said it best. The guys cannot be more gracious with their time. I know it's not quote-unquote kayfabe, but heel or face. They cannot be more gracious with their time. And uh, they, they appreciate the fact that we come out, you know, to see them just as much as, you know, we, you know, they come to see, yeah, they come for us. You know, we come out to see them. Yep. So it's, it's hand yep. in hand. Well, Rick, I'm about to bring in someone who you grew up watching also here in South Florida. He's a huge respectful man, huge respectful guy. Like, he has sacrificed not just his body for the business, but he also sacrificed his body and heart for this country. Let's go ahead and open up the lines to the one and the only, <laughs> the dog of war, Jesse Neal. Jesse, are you there? Hey, what's going on, guys? Jesse, long time no see, long time no talk, actually. How you been? Yeah, it's been too long, brother. It's, I've been all right, man. Been up north doing a lot of crazy stuff in Canada, and you know me, as long as I'm in that ring, I'm good. Yeah, man, bro, I, I don't even remember when's the last time you and I have had the honor of sit down and talk, man. Like, I, I don't, I'm trying to, I think the last time I ever got to see you was at uh, Future of Wrestling, the FOW shows. Yes, yeah, definitely. There were some good times there. 
Yeah, man. Freaking old times, man. And, and I'm glad that you're back in the business, man. I really do. I really am. And on top of that, that you're back in Florida, you know, starting with Full Throttle uh, this coming Thursday, which let me go ahead and start off with that. Uh, you guys are shocked, I bet, right now. I, I could tell by Christina's silence. She's like, oh, my God, I'm talking to Jesse Neal. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but Jesse, uh, by the way, guys, I, I, I'm talking to Jesse like this because we go way back. But basically, Jesse, I wanted to uh, to start off with this coming Thursday, you return to Florida at Full Throttle Pro, and of course you're going to be reunited, as a matter of fact, with Shannon Moore of Inc. Inc., you know, to make sure that all goes well. Tell us what we're going to be expecting out of you guys this coming Thursday, man. Are we going to see the same craziness we used to see in TNA and all that? Well, all I got to say is, you know, you know, uh, you know me and Shannon, I'll always have his back, you know, um, we go way back and stuff like that. So, um, definitely Thursday, I'm keeping my eyes on the prize and, uh, I look out for my boys. So you never know what's going to happen with Ink Inc. We haven't been together since, uh, TNA, so you never know what's going to happen. Um, I know I definitely approved since TNA. I've learned a whole lot since TNA and, uh, I'm in a different frame of mind now. So you have no idea what I'm going to be capable of that day. Well, one thing is for sure that, you know, you want to warn the people of, th- of Full Throttle is that you don't want to mess with the dog of war, if I'm correct. And and uh, I learned that the hard way <laughs> when you used to always uh, rib me backstage. So it's like, okay, never messing with this guy again. But uh, <laughs> you, you even brought back the old uh, modern-day mohawk I saw. How, yeah, how man, I, I, I had it in hiding. I had it in hiding for a little bit, man. I had to you know, uh, shave it down for a shoot job, but, um, it's back, man. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm just, I'm getting back to my old ways, but also new ways too. So definitely have something new to show. Nice. So basically guys, make sure you purchase that on, uh, for Thursday. Tickets are still available. You get to meet Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore. The Inc. Inc. reunites this coming Thursday. Course Full Throttle Pro at the Guilt Nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Make sure you purchase those tickets in advance. Make sure you get you do not want to miss reunion, man. It, it, it's one of those things that if you're a true wrestling fan, you don't want to miss something like this. And on top of that, you get to meet like cool people like Jesse Neal, man. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. and of course Braden Knight. Go wrong with that. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but, of course, uh, other stars like Braden Knight will also be there. Uh, yourself, like I said, Shannon Moore, uh, and the list goes on and on. And uh, I wish I was there for that. Of course, Max Stardom as well will be there. Uh, Sue Young, and the list goes on. Uh, now, Jesse, one thing I wanted to also talk to you about, man, now that you're back in Florida, now that you're kind of like recharged your wrestling career, and I know you said that, oh, that you're a brand new person and all that stuff. Like, what brought back the fire, man? Because I know that at one time, like like you said, you had to do your thing, you know, personal, and I'm not going to throw that out in the air here. Uh, you had to do your thing. You had to kind of uh, think for yourself. You have to rebuild yourself. But what brought back the charge to get back into the world of professional wrestling, Jesse? Man, sometimes, you know how they say you have to step aside, step, you know, t- take a step back to be able to take step forwards. And that's how I've always been in this business is wanting to take step forward. And it just wasn't happening at that point. So, uh, you know, I took that opportunity to step away. Um and do things and, and get in my right frame of mind. 
And now that I'm back, I've, I've never been in more better shape than I've ever been in my life. I feel 100% ready to go. Um, I'm, just, I'm more confident in the ring, out of the ring. Uh, everything about me is just, it's, it's, it's supersized. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Now, now Jesse, I, I do want to share this with you. Ever since I brought you on right now, like, my Facebook is blowing up. Everyone's now sending me messages saying, hi, Jesse, we miss you. This is, a, like, it looks like you've been a very hot commodity since you left uh, now that you're back. Uh, that the fans missed you, and and I, if I have to ask you something, do you have anything to say to these fans? Oh, of course, man. I, I definitely appreciate every single ounce of energy they brought to the shows that I've ever been here in Florida for almost ten years now. Um, it it basically just kept me going, is, is the fans and everything, and and that's one of the main reasons why I came back to Florida too, is because the fans here are. They're unbelievable, you know, and they've always been there since the beginning for me. And you know what? They deserve to be there for me in my next step in my career. Man, these messages are blowing up, man. Glad that you're back. We miss you. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, give me one second. They, I'm uh, trying to get through all have, of these. I, thank God I no muted my computer. <laughs> thank God I freaking muted my computer here because, golly. But anyway, uh <laughs> Guys, stop, please. Okay. So, uh, all right. So for the, our new listeners, Jesse, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people, you know, know this if they ever watched your, you know, biography that they built for you in TNA and stuff, uh, that you basically became a professional wrestler because of your best friend, you know, it, that you shared uh, in the in the Army. As I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the Navy. Um, yeah. And basically – I have to say one thing, you know, how how did that motivate you, like, did that motivate you now, too, when it, when it came to your comeback? Yeah, there was, uh, there was uh, sitting in my place, and I wasn't wrestling that much and stuff, and uh, I kind of just got away from it, and I looked up, and on the wall was a hanging picture of me kneeling in front of the memorial in Norfolk, Virginia, and it brought it all in perspective, you know, why I started the wrestling business, why I stayed doing what I'm doing, why I endure all the pain and the suffering that I've done, you know, and it, and it, it kind of like shocked me back where I needed to be back, you know what I mean, and I'm more confident and more, uh, what do you say, goal-oriented, you know, more straight focused than any anything ever before, and, uh, you know, I got, you know, I, I know my path that I got to go down, and it's not a very good path, I haven't been through a good path, I've I basically walked through hell to get where I'm at right now, and I don't plan on stopping. That's awesome, man. And uh, I have to also ask, basically, you turn all your negatives into positives. You kind of use the negativity of whether it be from someone's words or a, or a life <laughs> incident or a situation that happened to you or whatever. You've used that all as motivation. And I have to ask, Jesse, what, how can you tell others to do the same? Like, because, you know, you've been in this business just as long to, to pass some knowledge to the younger kids, but these younger kids that are coming in obviously, you know, haven't gone through it all. Uh, what kind of knowledge can you pass them to them now with this whole situation of, hey, I went through hell, this is what you do, you know, and this is how you come back. What, what can you share with them? Well, what you just said means more than just words, man. Like the negative things that people say and the people just continuously beat, like they beat me down, beat me down. And even not just fans, not just people on the street, but family and friends too that you think that, you know, they're your loved ones and think that, you know, that they're there for you no matter what. 
and it's not true. They're fake also, you know, and I call them, the, you know, the fa- Facebook soldiers, and that's in real life, not just on Facebook. That, that's the problem with this world. There's too much evil in the world, and if you don't cons- let it consume you, you're missing out because you have to, like they say, you have to be close to your enemy, you know what I mean, and, and know how to beat him and stuff, and that's the thing about this world, man. There's too many evil people in this world, and that's why everything's going to fit the way it is anyway. But that's what I've yeah. done, basically, man. I've, I've endured so much... Uh, you know, pain and, and, and it's mostly by words by people, you know what I mean? But for the younger people in this business, you can't, you can't let that get to you. You know, you have to keep going. You have that main purpose why you've joined. Everybody has a different purpose and you always constantly 24 seven have to think about that purpose and that will keep you driving. That will keep you going. That will keep you going back to practice. That'll keep you, you know, uh, messaging those promoters and trying to get on those shows. That'll keep you turning in your tapes to, you know, WWE and Ring of Honor in Japan and stuff like that, you know? Like, that that will yeah. keep the drive going. When you're sitting there on somebody's couch, living out of your trunk, not knowing where your next meal's coming from, but, you know, you keep pushing, you keep going to that gym, you keep, you know, you keep doing, you know, what you have to do to make it happen because that's the problem, that's another problem with this world, that people forget about their dreams. They become mm-hmm. too easy in their nine to five. They just get complacent. And that's not what this world yeah. is for. That's not why we're on this planet, just to become yep. complacent. We're human beings. We're more spiritual than anything. What we live in right now are just machines. We are much more yep. than that. And that's what these people need to start becoming. I am. That, that, ha- wow. <laughs> I, how do I follow up with that? <laughs> uh, uh, I got an emergency <laughs> call real quick. <laughs> I got, yeah. I, yeah, I, I got an emergency call here real quick, uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass it on to Christina. Christina, you could have uh, Jesse Neal. I'll be right back in a couple seconds. Uh, I just need to take this emergency call. Christina, take it away. Well, first of all, Jesse, hello. Thank you for, for coming onto our show and, you know, sitting down with us and, you know, having us ask you these questions. And, yes, I'm sure as a lot of your fans know and kind of what you and George kind of touched on with you being a part of, you know, the Navy, the military, you know, for me, like, during my middle school, high school years, I was a part of our, you know, ROTC program. And for me, like, it's taught me, you know, a lot of discipline and, you know, to have honor in what you're doing and, and pride and to be able to, you know, work as, like, a team or if you really need to work as an individual. And I feel like, you know, a lot of that, what you learn during your time there, you take it into what wrestling is because wrestling is almost like military where you're working as, like, a giant team to get to, like, a common goal. And, like, what was your biggest takeaways from being in the military transitioning into the world of wrestling? Um, basically, um, you know how they say you got to learn to eat shit and like it. Um, that... <laughs> That made it pretty easy in the military, so it made it pretty easy in wrestling, too. So um, I – two different aspects that the military uh, – military got me uh, mind-wise ready, I believe. Um, body-wise, I think it was the Team 3D Academy because it was just – it was rough. You know what I mean? Like the, the training there that I went through with Bubba and Devon was just insane. And I would never take a single day back. And uh, – but the military got me mind-wise, and that's the biggest thing that wrestlers nowadays need to have is that mindset, that strong mindset. And not a lot of them have that. They let the business get to them too much. They, they kind of just, you know, they slide off to what they, what they wanted in the business, and they get too wrapped up in drama or the BS. But as a wrestler, we can do so much more. 
we can mean so much more than just words and actions in a ring. You know, we can start a revolution. We can start, you know, the, the new evolution for wrestling. And that's what the wrestling business needs to become. Us new guys that really don't have a big name for ourselves, we need to step up to the plate and become that next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, and, when you're saying that, you know, the military helps you, like, mentally prep yourself for wrestling because in the way it's, it's, you know, they share parallels, you know, being away from your family and, you know, kind of having to, you know, go through the motions and stuff while being on the road. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people, like, still, like, to this day, a lot of, like, sports stars and fans and stuff, they don't understand what it's like. They think, you know, the, the, the athletics of wrestling is easy. Like, anyone can do it. But even with someone like you coming from the military background, a grueling, you know, military background, and then going into the Team 3D Academy, and you got your, mm-hmm. your ass handed to you, basically. You know, a lot yeah. of like, sports stars nowadays, they think they can just get into a ring and just do it, and it's not like that. Like, wrestling is a whole other animal in and of itself. Yeah, when I and that's, that's a good thing that you brought that up. I see that all the time, that people, everybody thinks they could be a pro wrestler, and I... I don't even get mad at it anymore. When I was a younger, you know, uh, punk kid in the wrestling business, basically, you know, I got mad at that stuff. But now I don't. I invite them into the ring. I don't care. Like, I would love to beat the shit out of them. That would be awesome. It would be a good exercise for me anyway. So, But, uh, you know, I try not to get too mad about that. You know, they, they're, a lot of people in this world are ignorant, and they're just blinded to the reality of the world, and they're too busy watching their fake CNN, you know. So that's just what it is. Uh, okay, so uh, guys, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting here real quick. Uh, I apologize. I have to do something here real quick because I got a surprise for you, Jesse. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, be ready for this because we don't even have to wait for Thursday for the Ink Ink reunion because guess who's on the line? We got the other half of Ink Ink here. Of course, I'm talking about the full throttle champion. Shannon Moore. Shannon, how are you? What's up, man? What's up, Jesse? What's up, everybody? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Ah, just chilling, man. Just chilling. Just got down to the gym, trying to get my workout on. There you go. <laughs> now, Christina, now do you see why I had to interrupt a little bit? <laughs> surprise. You got the entire ink, ink surprise, surprise, together <laughs> on Reality Check Radio. The, talking about a mega episode, we just had Lance Hoyt here a second ago, and now we're having Inking here together reunion. The, this is, and, and Shannon, thank you, Jesse. I, I like both of you. Thank you very much for taking the time off uh, just to come and speak to us for a little while. You know about your respectful careers, and of course, uh, right, full the, throttle. The bills in the mail, man. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I'll, I'll, do you accept I your use, Shannon? <laughs> I, uh, I've had enough of them. Fuck. Um, I don't, am I supposed to say stuff like that on here, or is this like PG or this adult? Or is this what is this? <laughs> yeah. Dude, when it's ink ink together, I don't think you could even try PG if even if we tried. <laughs> Dude, I'm not. So... I'm 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 fucked up, man. Like I'm I'm telling you that straight up. Like I'm just. I am a dysfunctional human being, so you, there's no PG in my life. <laughs> Shannon, I love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, before Christina continues on with the interview, I I, I, I rudely interrupted Christina, but I want Christina to continue. Uh, Shannon, 
I just want to ask you here just to do your uh, our plugs for Thursday. Of course, you're the full throttle champion. You're going into this Thursday uh, defending your championship. Uh, and, of course, you're going to have Jesse Neal on, on your side, uh, making sure that everything goes right. This Thursday is going to be the reunion of Ink, Inc. at Full Throttle Pro at Guilt Nightclub. Tell us what we should be expecting out of you, man. Out of me? Man, you can expect the unexpected, I'll tell you that, like, at this point. Because um, uh, I, I ran into Jesse, actually, um, I don't know, was in, where, New York, Jesse, last time we ran into Yeah, him? yeah, no, and, uh, Brooklyn or something like I've that. Been part, I've been, yeah, I've been partying for, like, three days, so I barely remember that. So hopefully I'll remember <laughs> this whole reunion this week. So people, whenever I do interviews, whenever people like you ask me about it, I actually remember this one. <laughs> well, well, there's, well, let's call it a reunion in Florida, because uh, yes. basically, <laughs> because that's where I, I I could say that. But basically, you know, again, guys, make sure you purchase your tickets for this coming Thursday at Full Throttle at the Guilt Nightclub. Uh, that way, you can meet Ink Ink in person, and I definitely suggest you is worth the price of admission. Now, Christina, go ahead and take it away. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. The tickets are only $15. It, it, man, it's still, to me, it's still worth the price of admission, man, just to see Ink Ink <laughs> yeah. reunite cheap, here in Florida. Cheap, bro. Yeah, it should be Cheaper like than a movie miles. ticket, I'll tell well, you that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be in the parking lot. Yeah, now we, uh, you know, like, we're going to go in there, like, Max Stardom, he thinks he's going to come in and take me out, take my championship, whatever. I'm going to go up, and I'm, you know, I'll show up, beat the shit out of him. Jesse there. I'm sure Jesse will be involved. And uh, that's just how we can get it done. Then uh, we'll go back, roll back in there around WrestleMania time, and we'll do it all over again, I'm sure. Awesome. Well, let me just go ahead and give the microphone back to to good old Christina. Again, Christina, I'm sorry for rudely interrupting, but again, the Guild Nightclub is located at 740 Bennett Road. Make sure you purchase your tickets in advance for that event. You do not want to miss it at Full Throttle Pro. Uh, Christina, take it away. Well, Shannon, first of all, hello, and thank you for for coming on. Uh, We appreciate you having you here. But, uh, yeah, just before you came in, I was uh, talking to Jesse about, you know, having, you know, fans or other sports stars and people, like, in the public eye kind of thinking that they can just, you know, jump into a wrestling ring and have it all figured out when that's really not the case. You know, you've had your background basically strictly in professional wrestling starting from a very young age, you know, in North Carolina with the Hardys and stuff. What is your opinion on, you know, when guys like MMA guys or, you know, people in football or basketball or whatever, they think they can just jump in the ring and have it be, you know, easy for them? I think it's I think it's great. It's actually funny. Um, there's been a couple of uh, <clears throat> MMA guys that came into TNA, actually, that actually went I, – I, they may have went to Bubba school. Is that correct, Jesse? And uh, TNA yeah, had them go down there and actually – yeah, and, uh, you know, Bubba and them, they – took a few bumps and stuff and they realized quick that MMA was way easier on their body than pro wrestling so it, without a doubt like pro wrestling is one of the hardest things I've ever done you know like I've been beat up like my body has just been through the ringer because I'm basically first in generation of my family like I started bumping when I was nine years old so it's uh you know it's, it's just been in my life forever and uh you know I challenge anybody to try professional wrestling because it's not going to be what they think it is 
Yeah, just like Jesse said, uh, let anyone come into the ring and he'll beat the shit out of them, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, like it's a, you know, like it's, and anybody. I mean, Conor McGregor actually said something about, you know, like pro wrestling and all that at that time. But at the time, you know, and I know at the time he was just trying to get his fans out, um, get professional wrestling fans, and the boys talking about him just because, you know, controversy creates cash. But at the same time, like, I would love to see Conor McGregor try professional wrestling and just see how far he could go with it. You know, and he may be one of these studs that can do it, but, you know, I think it would be a lot tougher, and he'd probably say it was after he actually goes to the combine one time. And with you having such, like, a long, like, historic career in wrestling, you know, starting out with the Hardys North Carolina with Omega, and then, you know, you've had to change your character a bit and adapt a lot throughout your wrestling career, you know, with you being in WCW with three counts, with, you know, Gregory Helms, and then, you know, going into WWE, following Matt there, and becoming, you know, his loyal Medici follower, his MFer, and then, you know, even going back into TNA, when you're becoming with Angus Jesse and becoming the Prince of Punk, like, what does it mean to you to be able to, you know, adapt differently to different styles or different companies and stuff like that to, you know, kind of get your name out there even more? I think it's great. Um, you know, every run for me has evolved. Um, and finally, whenever I first did the Prince of Punk thing in TNA the first time, it was before me and Jesse tagged up. Uh, when I did that first run, I actually found my character, um, the person who I was, the person who I felt in the ring, who the people who I felt like they related with. And then when I went back to WWE from TNA, like over some contract issues, then you know, like I went back and I did a run with CM Punk and they brought him in at the same time. So I got to run with Punk and it was basically just to get Punk over at the time, but which was the right decision because obviously Punk became a big star and uh, made the, you know, millions of dollars for the company. So you can't argue with that. I mean, that's just, that's business. But, you know, like me and Jesse, we did something totally different whenever I come back to TNA and it was great. Like, I think it worked well with TNA. Like I know at one time, like our t-shirt sales were right up there, like with Jeff Hardy's um, and Beer Money's. And, you know, we were killing it on the road for that year whenever they were running constant uh, house shows. And I just think I think they missed a the boat, like, just on, you know, a good set of tag team champions, especially, like, whenever Christina was with us. And it was me, Jesse, and Christina. Like, I thought that was uh, just good, you know, two guys and a girl just group that the people seen that were different, that were characters that they could get behind and they could feel. And, you know, with you being in such large companies like WWE and TNA, and now with you kind of doing more of, like, the independent scene, what is it about the independent scene that, that draws you out? Well, I think uh, right now I think the wrestling business is in a really good spot. Um, I think the wrestling business right now has just evolved so much. It's hit that 10- or 15-year mark where, you know, everything old is new again. And, uh, you know, right now with NXT, like, just – doing their thing with WWE, bringing guys in and not contracting them and letting them run through NXT, and then those guys get pushed back out to the indie scene. It just helps the indie scene grow and get strong because it puts good, new, fresh faces that can kick ass at these shows, and it just keeps people coming back and buying tickets, and that's why the indie scene's just grown so much. And whenever I got to Florida and I started, you know, just taking buckets, like, it was amazing just how many like, just this year, like, 2017, like, I'm pretty much booked through August. Um, and it's just, it's crazy how busy the wrestling business is. 
And, um, you know, just from, you know, from, from everywhere, from Florida to the Midwest to the West Coast, like, it's just the wrestling business is just on fire right now. I, I agree. It's been, you know, these past, like, you know, couple years, it's been like a resurgence in the wrestling industry with, you know, all of these, like, indie guys getting a lot more attention than they used to be, you know, say, five, ten years ago. It's it's definitely like a resurgence, and it's a very exciting time in wrestling, not only for you guys, but for us fans as well. And, you know, what is now that you guys are coming back to Florida, what is it about Florida that you guys just love to be here? Well, for uh, for me, it's more or less about my body. Like, my body does good, like, in warm weather, you know, by the beach, the salt water, like, um, and, you know, just I had a couple of neck issues over the last couple of years that I had to, you know, just stay away from the business and just kind of work on. And, uh, you know, that was my whole goal. My whole goal has been to move to Florida, uh, somewhere in Florida. And, you know, like we found the Cocoa Beach area. Um, and it was, uh, it was just nice. It was just uh, where I wanted to retire, where I wanted to be. Um, you know, my, my wife, she wanted to be here. She wanted to be in the warm weather because she travels too. She works for WWE. She's uh, a seamstress for WWE. And uh, just with her travel schedule, and she's been in the business forever too. Like we've both been in the business for 25 years, 26 years. And, uh, you know, just it was time for us to get somewhere that was just warm, exciting. And re- I think that Florida has become like the old Memphis territory. Um, back whenever Memphis, whenever it was so hot and just wrestling was so good out in the Memphis and Nashville and that area, I think Florida is the new Memphis, um, honestly, just with NXT, with all the indie stuff that's here, with all the talent that's here, um, you know, there's all the schools that are here that are good. Like, it's just a good, solid state for wrestling right now. Well, on behalf of me and the rest of the Floridians down here, we would love to have you come down south with us and, and live here and do some more uh, independent shows down here. But I don't want to take up too much of your time because I do have, you know, other people in Hollywood like to ask you some questions. So for me, I thank both you, Shannon, and Jesse for coming on and, you know, giving us the time to, to talk with you. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it, guys. Jesse, I will see you Thursday and uh, we'll rip stuff up as usual. And thank you, guys, and I will... Leave you guys with that. Just come check out the show at Guild Nightclub Thursday night and watch me kick Max Stardom's ass. <laughs> if, can I put a pun in there and say it could possibly be a oh – no, it's definitely going to be a five-star match. It's going to be a – I'll tell you what, it's going to be just uh, action-packed and somebody will get their ass beat. <laughs> All right, well, we look forward to it. Again, that's this coming Thursday, Shannon Moore versus Max Stardom with Jesse Neal at Rigside. Uh, thank you very much for your time, Shannon. We really do appreciate it. Cool, thanks, man. My pleasure. Peace. All right, so, Jesse, that leaves you with us. <laughs> so, again, yeah. I... Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Christina, Ooh. again, very sorry. Very sorry for interrupting your interview with Jesse. I don't know if you wanted to continue where you left off with him. Did you finish with that? or? Oh, yeah. I mean, he pretty much answered the question that I had. You know, I don't want to take up much more of your time. I feel like, you know, I, I did a lot of that already with Jesse before and then with Shannon. So, you know, if you or Rick have any questions you want to 
throughout there now. Oh, okay. Time. No, okay. I just felt bad for interrupting you. But basically, uh, Rick, do you have anything for Mr. Neal? Well, uh, hey, Jesse. All right, buddy. Hey, how's it going, bud? Good, man. First of all, on behalf of George and Christine, I want to thank you for your for your service in the military. That's fantastic. We, we thank you so much. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Now, quick question for you. You look very familiar to me, aside, of course, from TNA. Did you ever do anything down here in the Indies uh, within the last couple of years? Um, I've been... I've been up north for the last uh, like almost three years. Okay, no, because we we're, we're fairly new to the indie scene down here, so your face looks very familiar in terms of that. But maybe just be the TNA deal. But I, I see that uh, an idol of yours is one CM Punk. Is that correct? Uh, I wouldn't say idol, but uh, I've been asked before if I could ever have anybody in a match, and I would I'd, I'd always say CM Punk because I think we would tear the house down. Well, I'm certainly hoping that you get down here fairly soon because my son, who is an off-and-on co-host here on the show, his alter ego is Little CM Punk. So I'll be looking forward oh, really? to it. Yes, sir. So I'm hoping that you'll get down here one of these days and we can get together. Oh, that'd be awesome. That sounds good. So no, I don't really have any, any questions. Just uh, thanks for coming on and uh, continue success. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So, Jesse, now that we're on that CM Punk topic, man, I have to piggyback off of that. What, what do you ha- – because, again, you, you, how you say this, it's, it's not that you idol him, but you are a fan of his work and stuff. What, what did you have to say as far as his work in the MMA world? Um, I, I think he has great big cojones, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think that what he's doing, what he did with UFC and what he's doing in MMA is, is, is amazing, and it's awesome because – I mean, for a pro wrestler to try to go into the MMA world is, is a very it, – it's hard. Like, just like an MMA guy coming over to the pro wrestling circuit, you know, it, it's very hard for us to do that. So I give him all the credit in the world, and, I mean, I watch the fight and stuff like that, and it takes a lot of balls to step in that octagon, man, and he's got him, and he's still doing it. You know what I mean? He's not one of them guys that, you know, just because he lost, he's going to quit. No, he's going to keep going. And if everybody remembers Brock Lesnar, he lost his first match too. Well, in that case, like, is it also – because, Jesse, again, I've known you for many, many years. You're a tough son of a – you know, it was that ever in an option for you, like, to say, oh, if your wrestling career did not work, you know, that you were thinking maybe, let me jump into MMA, because knowing how MMA is kind of like crossing into the world of wrestling, I was wondering if you ever thought about crossing into the world of MMA, too. i got to say is if I had a school nearby – and I had the opportunity to join it, I would in a heartbeat. Because I just, I love punching people in the face. Yeah, that's why I say you're one tough son of a... <laughs> because I've yeah. seen you go through some things that's, in this wrestling business, Jesse. Yeah, that's kind of scary, the stuff I've been through and what I smile at. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it, it. Well, let me just say this for the record, because Jesse, I like I don't know where the communication ended between you and I, because I went through some stuff last year. I deactivated my social media, and then I finally had a chance to see you on social media too. And you, just like how you said, you just came back to the wrestling business and stuff. I want just to tell you, finally, man to man, with all jokes aside, I always idolized you, man. And the reason being is because you have went through so much personally and professionally and no matter what you have no matter what has happened 
you've always found you've never found an excuse to say no i'm not i'm going to stop you never came up with an excuse you just said keep on bringing them and i'm going to make you i'm going to make you eat your words and yep. i've always idolized you for that no i appreciate that man that means a lot yeah, so man to man, I've never been able to tell you that, you know, when we're we've been in person and and all that stuff, but I wanted to tell you uh that basically you're you're one of my idols and uh, I thank you so very much for inspiring so many people, uh, whether it be in the world of professional wrestling or personally. And uh yeah. No, yeah, I appreciate man. that. Now, I, I where just... you like want to make out with me next time you see me or something? Dude, what the hell do you think I am? Are you think I'm still doing the electrical gimmick? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I appreciate it, bud. Hey, as a matter of fact, I think that was the one gimmick that uh, that Jesse Neal was probably either going to end in five seconds if that match was ever booked or just something that he will say, nope, I'm not working that. If I, and if I am, you're doubling my pay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's all about the money, brother. <laughs> So, Jesse, thank you so very much again for coming on the show, taking your time. Uh, you answered some great questions with Christina, some fun questions with me, and, of course, we learned about the whole CM Punk thing with Rick. So I appreciate your time. Again, let's do a quick last plug for this coming Thursday. Uh, you know, what What can we do, Jesse? What, what can we expect man, for the late listeners? Let's just make it simple for them, man. You know me. I'm always unexpected. You never know what I'm capable of. Especially standing in the building, ink ink stack again. Like, you never know what we're going to do. So, this show is going to be one hell of a show Thursday at the Guild uh, Nightclub in Orlando. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be disgusting, dude. We're going to take shit up. We're going to make people hurt, you know. And that's what I'm here about. I, I just, I just want to put the world hurt on people. And that's what I'm going to do. All right. Well, we look forward to it. Uh, this coming Thursday, again, tickets are only $15. Witness Jesse and, of course, Shannon Moore reunite as inking here in South Florida. You do not want to miss that. And, of course, everything else that goes with that, Sue Young, Max Stardom, and the whole nine yards. Jesse, again, thank you very much for coming in, man. I appreciate it. No, don't worry. Thank you for having me. All right, Jesse. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, that was good old Mr. Jesse Neal, former TNA superstar, now full throttle, and he's back. Guys, what a show we've had tonight. We, went, we started with Lance Hoyt, and we ended with the reunion of Inc. Inc. And, again, Christina, I still feel bad. Uh, me, I have a huge conscience. I know I interrupted a great interview, but was it worth it? <laughs> oh, 100%. I'm not mad at all. You know, you did it for the greater good, so I, I can't be mad. Listen, I would understand if you got mad at me if I said, oh, I got to uh, interrupt you because I'm, I'm bringing in Ronald McDonald. But just the hey, fact. Hey, I have some choice words for Ronald McDonald. All right, I worked for McDonald's <laughs> for a few years. <laughs> uh, cheap plug. Royalty check, McDonald's. Royalty check. So. Oh, they're too cheap for that. <laughs> Uh, guys, for everyone who tuned in, thank you very much for supporting this show tonight. It was a fantastic mega show uh, brought to us by, of course, Lorraine helping us with Lance Hoyt and, of course, uh, Full Throttle Pro, uh, you know, bringing us Ink Ink here on Reality Check Radio. It was phenomenal from point A to point. 
it's now time to do the, the roundtable discussion, the last discussion that we always have every week on the show. I have to speak on everyone's opinion on today's episode. So let's start with, of course, the veteran of all veterans, Rick. Rick Foley, what do you think of today, man? What, what's your opinion? Well, aside from the huge curveball that you threw me here at the end, uh, I thought the show was awesome. I mean, just just incredible. Lance White was fantastic. I thought the Shannon Moore, Jesse Neal, you know, simultaneous deal was fantastic. Great job, Christina. And uh, 2017 is off and running, brother. Yep. Told you, 2017 will be the year of Reality Check Radio. So, Christina, what... Uh, your opinion, I, I spoke mine. What's your opinion on today's uh, episode? Oh, absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, with somebody like Shannon Moore, who I grew up watching and, and idolizing, and with Jesse Neal, I've seen him quite a few times uh, during his fit in TNA. And, and then, you know, with Lance Hoyt, who, you know, I've never had the pleasure of talking to, but he was just an absolute dream person to interview. He was absolutely fantastic, such a gentleman, so humble, and I do want to take that little clip of him kind of, you know, congratulating us and, and kind of praising us and saying those really nice words, and I want to use that as my alarm clock and wake up to that every single morning. Okay, and as a matter of fact, uh, we have one message from, our, of course, our lovely COO, one of our COOs. I'm talking about Miss Lorraine. Uh, Miss Lorraine, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, so Lorraine, apparently you have a message from our first guest, uh, Mr. Lance Hoy. Can you please share? Yes, he messaged me and asked me to please tell you guys that he, that, um, thank you again. So you've really made an impression. <laughs> That's it. I could die happy now. <laughs> I, <laughs> Christina's over there, so, like so smiling so much you hear her humming. <laughs> yeah, my my arms are up and I'm doing a little dance. It's all good. <laughs> and I could only imagine Rick over there with a bottle of champagne, like popping the bottle and be like. Shh. <laughs> like the like they did last night on the UK tournament, so uh, huh? I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to scratch my watch or wipe my ass. I tell you what, what, what a great show! <laughs> well, guys, uh, Lorraine, thank you very much for that message. I really do appreciate that, my dear, I, and love you. Okay, thank you very much. Great job on on the booking, um, guys. Need I say more, bro? 2017 is going to be our year. Uh, our studio is being constructed as we speak, and things are just getting better and better. And on top of that, uh, the studio is now not just funded by Reality Check Radio, is now backed up by the Miami Herald and the Roman Show. So, guys, this thing is its a dream come true. And let me just say this for the record. I am very honored. I am very honored to share this dream with both of you. So, thank you. I I am <sighs> absolutely honored to be a part of the Reality Check Radio family. I literally, there's no words that I could say that could, you know, portray my gratitude for you, for Rick, for Lorraine, for little CM Punk, for, for all of our listeners, for everyone involved. And literally from the bottom of my heart, I thank you guys for, you know, giving me a little, you know, a little girl with dreams of just 
you know, just watching wrestling all the time and wanting to be involved in it, and now I can, and having to, to interview such great, great superstars that I've looked up to, it's literally a dream come true, and I thank all of you for that. Always going to be a pleasure and an honor for me, Christina. It's an honor to work with you. So, guys, make sure you tune in next week to Reality Check Radio. Uh, everyone's uh, now messaging me saying, great show, great show. You're, thank you, guys. I really do appreciate it. Uh, but, guys, for everyone here on Reality Check Radio, make sure you tune in next week for our first edition of Women's Wrestling Appreciation Night. Uh, make sure you tune in for that for, with Chelsea Diamond from Japan. In, uh, that she's a worker from stardom, and of course, Kira Hogan, a young lady that's making a name for herself all over the United States. You do not want to miss that episode next week. For everyone here on Reality Check Radio, we only have a couple last things to say. Make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure that you do all the things you got to do. But of course, there's always one important rule to do when it comes to Reality Check Radio. And, Christina, do you want to do the honors? Oh, George, I, I want to hear you do it. Ah, ah, fine. I, I'm here trying to be nice and all that stuff. And ah, Stay real, folks. Good night. Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of reality checks.